0: Block Talk Radio. Thursday broadcast. We have none other than Apostle Alexander Lockamy. Again, that's Apostle Alexander Lockamy out of Irwin, North Carolina. We want to bring you a special greeting from the Fivefold Ministry. Uh, broadcast as well as the burning bush, and we want to take our time and just get a little update and interview from Apostle Lockamy, and we want to do something a little bit different. Are you there, Dad? Yeah. God bless you. The last time that we spoke, you was giving us an update that you all was looking for some land for your church Can you give us an update and tell us what's going on? Because we believe that God can do anything but fail. We believe in miracles. And as you have prayed for us, we know that the Lord is going to bless you. So can you tell us what's going on with the church?
1: Well, since we talked, the Lord has blessed us. The 3.28 of the land, we thank God. We have already had it approved. And with the committee and everything, it's been approved that we. You know, can build a church on it. So we are good. We got the zoning change. The zoning, we got the zoning change so that we could build a church on it. So, God, as we going forward now, just now we just thank God that He blessed us financially, you know, you know, uh, okay, we go to page number two. So, God, have blessed with the Wow. So, how many land is the church on?
0: Sorry. Can you say it again?
1: 3.2 3. acres.
0: Wow, congratulations to you. So you're going to build yes. it from the ground up, huh?
1: Yes, we are, by the grace of God.
0: Oh, okay. And what will be the name of the church?
1: It will be the British Bush Nominated Delivered Church.
0: Okay, and the building itself, the signaling, is that going to have a special name as well?
1: Uh, no, it just be the burning Bridge church. Okay, what kind of things will you have there? Will
0: you have a Christian academy, or
1: uh, most likely, we we right now we sort of on a uh, uh, yeah, you know, headed that way. You know, we we will plan on doing great things. You know, whatever the Lord put in our spirit to do. Yes, yeah, we we expect it between soon. You know, reach out to the to the neighborhood, reach out to people, far and near. Oh, okay. And for those
0: who would like to give a, a donation towards the building of your church, can you give us that email
1: address or your cash app? Yes, yeah, it's uh, dollar sign Bertie Bush. Uh, uh, let me make sure of that so I won't be going the wrong way. Let right now, cause I, uh, maybe next broadcast, I have that taken care of. We just got our cash out for the church. So right now, the dollar sign, Pastor Lockamy. Okay, so right now we can
0: write it to Apostle Alexander Lockemi with the dollar sign?
1: No, Pastor, not Apostle. Pastor. Hey. Dollar sign, Pastor Lockemi. Yes. Okay, so, it one more time. I got it wrong. I'm sorry. Dollar sign, Pastor Lockamy.
0: Dollar sign Pastor Lockamy.
1: Yeah.
0: L-O-C-K-A-M-Y Yeah. Dollar sign Pastor Lockamy. And for those of you who want to write a uh, check towards the building of the church, which is non denominational, and you can use it as a text write off, please send those donations to Break Ground. We are looking for a fabulous time. Have you all did the ribbon ceremony and cut the ribbon or burnt up the note?
1: Yes, we burnt the note, too, yes. We did. We go on the land and we we burnt the note for the land we paid for, and we burnt the note,
0: yes. Well, congratulations. So the land is paid for. Now we're just going to build it from the ground up. What a great celebration. Say, upon this rock, I will build my church. Congratulations to you. And also, let me ask, how are things coming along with your family? I understand you have twenty grandkids.
1: Yes, I have twenty-two grandkids, and God is blessing me, doing great things. They're well, amen, and they just going to college, and one or two is going to college this year, and some already in college, and God is just blessing. Did you
0: say twenty-two? I thought you had twenty. Uh, well,
1: twenty-two.
0: Every time I listen, it's another increase. Truly, that is the seed of Abraham, as many stars in the sky. God is really blessing you. I'm telling you, have four children and 22 grandkids. Good God. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: woo So how is the First Lady doing?
1: She is fine. She is doing good.
0: Well, we send our love out to her. We're looking forward to uh, coming down to Irwin, North Carolina, to a revival. Are you planning to have any uh, services uh, for the church, the building front church, so that maybe you could announce it for people who like to, especially those in Virginia that listen to you like Reverend Rice and his wife, I know that they will be looking forward to coming down there to see you. So if you get yeah. calendar scheduled, schedule, can you let us know?
1: We will, we will intend. we intend to do something maybe the fall of the year when it cooled down. We're intending to go out on the land and and have a billing fund a day. Yeah, donations. Well, so we really want to come and be a donate to it, you know, and you know, maybe have you know the 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 air raffle for the kids and the cookout and hot dogs and hamburgers bur- you know that would be just giving away. Everything you know just you know for the kids that come out and play or whatever they want to do. But it'll be like a billing fund donation day if folks want to donate
0: wow did you hear that radio audience that we are going to Irwin, north carolina over two acres of land there's going to be a cookout something for the kids we're going to have a good time uh, we're going to have outdoor uh, services or just a fellowship and everyone is welcome with two acres of land that should be enough right there and especially for those that live in fedsville north Carolina. And others in Virginia, we know that's closer to your neck of the woods. So we want to invite you to the burning bush with none other than the man of wisdom, Apostle Alexander Lockamy. Well, we got our update. We're going to turn it over to you because we know that God has given you a word for us, and we are looking forward to hearing it. I turn it over to you, sir. Amen. Yeah,
1: yeah. If God don't do nothing else, he's been good to me. I said, if God don't do nothing else, he's been good to me. He picked me up and he, he turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. I said, if God don't do nothing else for me, He's been good. I said, if God don't do nothing else for me, he's been good. I said, if God don't do nothing else for me, he's been good. He beat me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. I said, if God, Don't do nothing else for me. He's been good. I know somebody can be a witness to that. I said, if God don't do nothing else for me, he's been good. I said, if God don't do nothing else for me, he's been good. He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on higher ground. I said, oh, God, don't do nothing else for me. he been good. We thank God this afternoon. Isn't that a blessing in itself? You know how good God been to all of us. We're always talking about what we want God to do. And every and then give good to stop and say, so God, I thank you for what you already done. Give God thanks for all what he already done. So, truth, he man made way out of no way. You has solved a problem, and he's answered prayer. prayer. Uh, if it had not been for the Lord, we wouldn't even be here today. Look at the COVID having come along and took all these people. Look at how many lives of thousands and millions of people died from one state to another, from one country to another, and you're still here. It ain't because you were better than them. It ain't because God loved you more than he loved them. It ain't because you done something special, had some kind of special prayer. It's God's grace and mercy that left you here. He left you here. He left you. God left you here. You need to get that in your spirit. That's enough to rejoice about. God left you here. We, here we are blessed, highly favored, having the time we walk around with a frown on our face like we don't have no joy, like we think God didn't die, like, like we think God uh, 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 lost his ability uh, uh, to do what, what needs to be done. He's still God. He's still capable. He's still able. He's still more than enough. He's still a wonder worker. He's still a problem solver. He's still a mind regulator. I was saying a portion of a song that I often sang. It encouraged me on nobody else. But I often sang this song. If God is dead, somebody tell me where are body
0: lies.
1: If God is dead, somebody tell me. Word, body, life If God be dead Then just show me Word, body, life Because I know He lives, he lives, he lives He lives, he lives I can feel it moving in the breeze I can see it moving in the tree. I can see it moving in the night all over me. If God be dead, somebody show me where body lies. If God be dead, somebody show me where body lies. God be dead? Somebody show me with body lies. Because I know he lives, he lives, he lives, he lives, he lives. I can feel it moving in the breeze. Church, I can feel it moving in the trees. I do see it moving in the night. Yes in the night. However me Help God be dead. I'm so glad that God ain't dead. But I said if it be dead, I want you to show me show me the cemetery. I wanna see the tombstone and that then and that ain't gonna be enough. I wanna dig it up see the decker. you be playing games with me. If God is dead, I wanna see it down the in the day. I wanna see because I know he ain't dead oh your god may be dead but my God's not dead i know they say he didn't get up but he got up on the third day morning and he's not dead oh that's a rumor over there in jerusalem everywhere the bible said that was a lot they had told they say that a disciples told his body he, he still dead. but i want y'all to know of course it's just that he got up and because he got up i got up also i don't say you make you feel like your god is dead I come out here and tell you, he ain't dead. Ain't no grave nowhere for nobody to show you. Don't even follow them. Don't even get in your car. Go look it. Because he ain't over there. He is not dead. He is sitting on the right hand for the Father right now in glory. So I just praise to this. We do have a word this evening. Yes, we do. We have a word this evening from the, from the, from the word of God. Amen. Out of the book of Judges. Praise God. Out of the book of Judges. Uh, the 25th. The twenty fifth verse. Now the other further verses that before then it was talking about how that the Lada deceived Samson and how she called him to lay in her lap because he told her the truth. But the Bible said that it said that now that he knew that she told him his uh, ho haar, she called in uh, in and and the leaders of the Philistines. The Philistines she called in all those leaders. So those leaders paid her to deceive him. Uh uh the, the leaders paid her to find out where Samson uh, uh Samson's strength was. Now, Samson loved her, and he thought she loved him. And she said to Samson, if you love me, then tell me, Samson, where lie your strength? Now, you know the story if you're ready. How did Samson kept telling her a, a lie? Kept uh, telling her that his strength was here and his strength was there. And every time that they would go and try to come in, said, Samson, the Philistine coming. And then when the Philistine come in, Samson would get up and shake himself, and his strength would come. Well, this time she reached a point where she truly called him to, to, to yield. She called him to submit to, to her because he loved her that much. She said, Samson, if you truly love me, how can you lie to me these three times where your thread is? And Samson told her, my hair has never been cut. Oh, my, 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 I'm getting excited about this already. My hair has never been cut. See, that's what's wrong with some of you. You done told your business. You done told the devil where your thread is. Oh, my God. That there is a message in itself. You don't mess around and told the devil where your strip. See, baby, we talk too much. The Bible doesn't let the left hand know what the right hand doing. And we tell the devil where our strip is. And see, he told, she told the latter where his strip was. He said, you tie my hair together. And my God, and cut the locks of my hair. She said that I'll be weak like any other man. Now, the latter knew that that was sounding mighty true. For the Bible says she now knew that what he said was true. And she called in the Philistines. They came in. She put him asleep on her lap. She put him, the man, he done, done gave up his secret and then had the nerve and the audacity uh, 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 to sleep in her lap. I, used, I preached a sermon a long time ago, the danger of sleeping in the lap in the lap of the ladder. Oh, yeah, 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 the danger. Of sleeping in the lap. this ain't the measure for the night, but I just throwing it out there. The danger of sleeping in the lap of the ladder, and some of you are doing that right now. You sleeping in the ladder lap, but you'll find out when your hair gone. You'll find out when your anointing gone. I mean, I mean, let me not get ahead of myself. Let <laughs> me slow down. He's getting all excited. Here. Oh, so now he done she done laid in his lap, and and she cuts his hair. She cuts a lot of hair because we know from the beginning of the scripture, or from the beginning of the book of Judges. How the, that's what his glory was. That's what the anointing was. God would come down upon his head. Because God told him his hair would never to be cut. He was never to drink strong wine. And he was never to eat nothing that was contaminated, nothing that was it, nothing that, that was unclean. And, and, and to tell the truth, he did both of those. He drank wine. He ate honey out of a carcass, which was, was an unclean thing because the lion was dead. So that made that lion unclean. And he, him, hey, honey, out the and he didn't tell his parents about it, though. But he did it. And whatever God told him not to do, Samson was hard-headed. Yes, Samson was anointed. How you many know you can be anointed and hard-headed, too? Oh, yes, there's a lot of people right now just anointed they can be and hard-headed. And they You going to do things they way. God says one thing, they're going to do another. But, baby, there's a price of people being hard-headed. And Samson was hard-headed. He messed with him. First of all, he won't both have been messing with the lot in the first place. Because the latter was, was not of the children of the of the children of the Jews. So the latter was uh, like an outcast. Uh, she was from another nation, and she was among the children of Israel. And God plainly told them for them not to go outside their race uh, to marry other ones. But but Samson loved her more than he loved his own race. Uh, he always kept getting himself in trouble with the Philistine women, and he wanted her. Before that, he wanted another girl. told the parent told me he couldn't have her, he got all mad with them. So he got in pound pout, and they went and got the girl for him. So Samson kept getting himself in trouble because he was a hard headed young man. But now, here it is, he done told the latter. He done told her all his heart. And when she saw that he did, he, he called him in. They cut him in half. Then they said, Samson, the philistine coming. He jumped up. He jumped up and shaked himself. All his threat was gone. Yes, yes. I preached another sermon one time. You might write write this down. Uh, the tree's still shaking, but the birds don't know. Now we come up in the country with birds set up in the trees, and there would be so many of them when they fly away, we'll make them fly. Throw a rock at them or something like that, you know. And when they go out of the tree, they go. There's so many of them, hundreds of them, that the tree's still shaking. They've been gone five minutes ago, and the tree's still shaking. See, that's what it is, baby. Listen, when you lose your anointing, you don't feel you lost your anointing. Am I talking to somebody? When you lose your anointing, you don't feel like you lost your anointing. You feel like everything's still all right. You're doing fine. You do had that affair that night with somebody's husband, somebody wife, or some girl, some boy, and you ain't married, and you don't went to bed, it wasn't fornicating it, and it don't look like ain't nothing happened. You feel all right. But in the morning, you're going to know. In the morning or two days or three days, you're going to know that the anointing is gone. Uh, it's a prize, baby. It's a prize to keep the anointing. You got a live right to keep the anointing. And without the anointing, you just beat the wind. It's because of the anointing that the yoke is broken and the burden is lifted. You need the anointing, especially if you're a preacher. If you're an evangelist, if you're an apostle, if you're the five-fold ministry, you need the anointing because you can't break no yoke. You see, the anointing going to break no yoke. You can't heal nobody. You can't regulate nobody's mind. You can't make nobody's eyes come open. You can't make the lame walk and the moot speak and the devil hear. It takes the anointing. That's why the scripture said cause of the anointing. It's the power of God. The anointing is the power of the Almighty God. It's like, you, it's like a police officer walking around a police officer. He ain't got no gun, huh? Ain't got no 44 manual, got no no, no 38 or 44, whatever they carry. Uh, 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 he ain't got no. He a police, but he ain't got no gun. Ain't nobody scared of him because he ain't got no gun. Yeah, he got a uniform on, got a little badge on his chest, but ain't nobody scared of him because he ain't got no weapon to defend himself. And when you ain't got the anointing, you ain't got no weapon. They say, "Not scared of you." Certainly not scared of no Christian ain't got no anointing. You hear what I'm saying? It don't mean God will not protect you. It don't mean God will forsake you. It's just that when you're fighting against evil forces, when you're fighting the devil, you need the anointing, baby, because you ain't got the power to break no anointing. You ain't got the power to break no yoke. It's the anointing that's going to break the yoke. It's the anointing that's going to heal that person's body when you pray for them. It's the anointing that's going to heal them for whatever amount of sickness or disease. So we want to talk this evening. So, so so, so, Satan have lost his anointing, and they put Satan inside of a, a, a uh, locked him up inside of a barn, more or less, like a shed, and he grinded it. He grinded the corn other way. He walked around like an ox pulling that pole and grinding the corn. They, they a, back then when they grind corn, it had a big old rock with a hole in it, and you put a pole in it, and you walk around, and then you walk an ox walk around, and the ox walk around, and it crushes the corn and they pour it on the cement rock. But they got Sapson doing it, and they laughing at it, and they picking at it. They realize they've done a great thing. For Samson, was with, Samson had killed a lot of the Philistines. One day he killed a thousand. One day he killed one thousand Philistines. The Bible said with a, jack, with a with a with a with the bone of a jackass. And he he knew when At the end of the day, he was so thirsty after he kill them that he was about to thirst to death. He said, "Now God, you done gave me all this power to kill kill all these thousand folks, and now I'm to die from thirst." And the Bible said water came. I you see know what I say. This is the power of God. This is what the anointing do. Water came out of that bone of the jackass, and he was holding it in his hand. It won't hook to no fountain. It won't hook to no stream. It won't hook to no kind of water source. Water came out of the jackass bone that he was holding it in his hand, and he drank until he was full Honey, if you only knew the power of God, if you only knew the power of God anointing, you wouldn't keep on playing. You need to reverence God anointing. You need to shield God anointing. You need to protect God anointing. Some of you playing game with God anointing. Because you lose it, you get it back. You lose it, you get it back. You lose it, you get it back. How about one time you lose it and you don't get it back? God anointing is precious, and you should value God anointing. Huh? Whenever you having an affair and you know you ain't married, you is not valuing God anointing. You saved. You've been born again. We don't live that way. You are showing disrespect to God anointing. When you cheating with somebody's husband and wife and know you're mad. you' married, you huh? You is defiling God anointing. You you hear what I'm saying? You 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 disrespecting God anointing. And just like He took it from them. You was taken from you, because so he said he dwells not in an unclean temple. That means he's not going to let his anointing stay in you, and you live any kind of way. So now samson uh, got his hair cut. You feel what I'm saying? So my subject this evening is, his hair grew back, and yours will too. Oh, my, you need to write that down right there. His hair grew back, and yours will too. Because some of you don't have your hair cut. Some of you done lost your anointing. Some of you just in the church. Some of you are just getting mad. Some of you wonder why that you, as leaders, you wonder why your membership ain't going up. Why you look like they're going to sleep on you out there? Why you preaching It look like ain't nothing happening in your church and your membership ain't grew no more? And it look like folks are leaving because they 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 saying this and they saying that. And that's because you lost the anointing. It's the anointing. Yes, you just ambassador for God. You just an instrument in God's hand. But it's the anointing that gets the glory. It's the anointing that heals the body. It's the anointing that draws people. He said, "I had the church such to be saved. If you say something, people will listen to you. It's under the anointing that is. You got to get self out of the way. You got some people. It ain't that they ain't living nothing. It's just they got too much self in the ministry. They're taking too much glory. And, and, and God pulls His anointing back when you start taking. Let you know, it's me. I'm the one bless you. I'm the one." Call and the members to come. So what? People now have members coming, and they get to talk about, yeah, you need to come to this church because oh, if baby God is in every church that is living right. I ain't got to come to your church. How do you? And you ain't got to come to my church. God is in every church. So quit trying to make people feel like you doing something ain't nobody else doing. And that's been big-headed That's been proud. Like you, like you said sometime over here. Oh, oh, you if you ain't had nothing, you come over here. No, baby, God is everywhere. And if anything is happening over there, till God be the glory, you did not do it. Yet you if you don't need to put no input in it on yourself, cause it's God that did it. So now my subject is his hair grew back, and yours will too. And the Bible said that, but they see what see, the mistake is. People will knock you down. People will cause you to lose your anointing. Uh huh. People will cause you to lose out with God. But what they don't know, that God is a merciful God. God is a forgiving God. What did God tell Peter after Peter lied? What did he tell Peter? He said, after Peter lied to him, I don't know you, Lord. And they told Peter three times, he said, Vote the clock, bro, you're going to lie. He said, you don't know me. And Peter said, I don't know. Him. I don't know the man. And y'all know the story. But he told them to tell Peter. He said, when, he be, when, when you are restored, strengthen your brothers. See, so God is a forgiving God. God forgave Peter. Then he told Peter to strengthen his brothers. So now they fail to realize, now listen to this. Does it make any sense? Now, if his scent was in his hair and you cut his hair off, wouldn't it make sense for you to keep a watch on his hair and keep him with a haircut so that his hair won't go back? But they were ignorant about what they did. And they put Savage inside the uh, the grinding barn, inside the shed, but didn't pay no attention that the hair they cut off is now growing back. And some of your hair is growing back now. I know people looking down on you. I know they remember the mistake you made, but don't you pay that no attention. God is the one that brings resurrection. He's a forgiving God. He will restore. He'll give you back where the cake of woman is eating and the local sword. He will give you back your anointing. He'll give you back your reputation. I know what I'm talking about. He'll give you back your reputation. And when he gives it back to you, you cherish it. You respect it. Don't let the devil, don't let some woman, don't let some man, don't somebody husband, somebody's wife, don't some boy get you in that bed or some girl get you in that bed and know you ain't married to her and endanger and, and, and your anointing. Disrespect your anointing because you need that anointing in this ministry. If you're going to work for God, if you're going to stand in God's presence, if you're going to allow God to use you and you'll be successful, you're going to need the anointing. So now we see here, that his hair is going back, and and, and they're having a party. And, and they went and sit for Samson. They wanted him to come down so they could pick at him and, and say, look what we did. This mighty man of valor, look how he brought him out. She said what Satan does. Satan will bring you down, and then he'll laugh at you. Yeah, he was a great pastor. He, he was a great apostle. Oh, he was a great uh, uh, evangelist. Oh, look what happened. Uh-huh. Oh, and they'll laugh at what you did. But the Bible says love don't laugh. Love don't rejoice when wrong. But people will laugh at you when you fall. Yeah, he thought he was all dead. Uh-huh. Look at him now. Look at him down on the bottom. He's through. He's true. He's true. But you went through until God said you're through. Get up. Get up. I'm telling somebody, get up. God is giving you anointing back. Get up. Your hair is growing back. Get up. I feel your hair growing back. You hear what I'm saying? Samson's hair grew back. Your hair is going to grow back. The anointing was in your hair. Your hair is going to grow back. Keep an eye on your hair. Don't keep an eye on the mistake you made. Don't keep an eye on the shortcoming and your fault. Don't keep an eye on how they keep talking about you because you made a mistake and here you in a leadership position or you were with serving the Lord and they call you all kind of names. That's you know what they do. They call his name when we mess up. You know what I'm saying? They, they wanted to mess up in the first place, they didn't want to say we're a hypocrite. We did, and we're bad. But don't you pay attention to what they say. You keep your eyes on the Lord. So the Bible says now his hair is growing bad. Ain't that nice? And they ain't paying no attention. They're so drunk that they didn't even realize the mistake they made. And they took, oh, they're just dragging it. The Bible says that, that Samson killed more, that he killed more on that day than he killed all his lifetime. Because the Lord of the Philistine that was there that day, all the predators and governors, all the high leaders all over the Philistine, every leader of the Philistine, whatever nation, and nationality was, they were, they were there that day. Oh, the parade themselves, picking themselves, and glad that he had been caught, glad that his eyes were out, glad that he was now no more threat to them. I had him tied all up. And then they brought him out to put him on my show. They brought him out. And the 25th verse says, now, while they were in high spirit, they shouted, Judges 15, 25 through 30, while they were in high spirit, they shouted out, Samson, to entertain us. So they called Samson out of the prison, and he performed for them, stood him among the pillows. Samson said to the servant who held his hand, put me where I can feel the pillows that support the temple so that I may lean against them. Now understand that ain't what he did. It that ain't what he wanted. He didn't tell a little boy that, cause so he wouldn't have never done that if he done that. Sometimes you have to be careful of what you tell people. Sometimes we talk too much, and and that's how the enemy get an upper hand on us. We talk too much. We tell things we ought not tell, and then when we tell it, jealousy get in, and they'll do all they can to stop it. You huh? to stop it from happening, to stop you from marrying that person that you told them you going to marry, you engaged with them, and you are going to marry them. And they do all they can to stop you from getting married, Do so all you can to stop that business from happening. Uh Uh-huh. They do all they can for you to find favor with that supervisor. Why? Because you said me and the supervisor, we, we get along real good. Now you done mess around and told too much. Now they're going to try to do something just to bring a wedge between you and the supervisor. And the Bible said, now the temple was crowded with men and women, all the rulers of the Celestine were there. And on the roof were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. He was performing whatever they wanted him to do. They were watching him perform. 3,000 people now up on the building, leader, big dogs. I mean, governors, well-known folks. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, that the 28th verse, Soviet Lord, remember me. Please, God. Said to me just one more, and let me with one blow get revenge on the pillar side for my two eyes. Now, you got to understand that his hair done grew back, so that means the anointing is back. They don't know that the anointing back. And they had the audacity to bring him out, to pick on him, and let him stand between two pillars, pillars that held up, these two pillars held up a building. 3,000 people, big dogs, people that lead the nation up there on the top of the building, got him down to laughing, throwing throwing at him and laughing at him, called him all kind of names. Then Samson, he already told the lad to take him and put him between the two beams that held up the building. The lad don't know that, so he done gone out of the way. So Samson's standing there between the two beams that hold up the building, and now he done prayed to God, and he asked God that God would give him. He wants God to give him the strength that he needs to tear the building down. Then Samson reached toward the two center pillars, on which the temple stood bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one his left hand on the other. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might, and down came the temple on the rulers of all of the people in it. Thus he killed many more. Then he died. He killed death. he killed many more when he died, than while wow, he lived. And he killed a lot of people while he was living. But he killed more when he died. The temple fell down on everybody. Samson died, and all the rest of them died on top of death. But but look what happened. His hair grew back. Yeah, God gave him back his anointing. Even though it cost him a lot, he didn't want to live so he didn't have no eyes. He didn't say, Lord, give me back the anointing so I can live. And even though I ain't got no eyes, I can walk around here, but... No, he didn't want to live because all his hopes of living was gone because they had took his eyes out. He said that, that I might avenge them for my eyes. And the Bible said the anointing came down. See, you know how powerful the anointing, if you knew how powerful the anointing was, you would lose it the most. You see what I'm saying? See, I'm a witness. I know what it is to lose the anointing and get it back, to lose the anointing and get it back, to lose the anointing and get it back. But I made up my mind one day, I wasn't going to lose because when you, when you lose the anointing, you're going to anoint it. It makes you feel bad. It makes you feel empty. It makes Satan God talking to you about you or nobody. Oh, God don't love you no more. Now you gotta fight with that old Satan with Satan making. God don't love you no more. You ain't real. You ain't real. You're gonna mess up again. You ain't gonna oh, you ain't gonna say anything. Oh, you'll fall again tomorrow. You'll fall again tomorrow. You'll backside again tomorrow. You're gonna mess up again tomorrow. Because I was serving the Lord in the flesh and not in the spirit. I didn't realize that he, won't, he, he I didn't realize that God wants to live right in me. He didn't want me to live right in myself. He wanted to live right in me. And see, nobody told me that. See, I was, I got saved trying to live right. I got saved trying to quit drinking liquor. I got saved trying to quit committing adultery. I got saved trying to quit smoking marijuana. I got saved trying to quit lying. With all the time, God wanted to get in me. See, God, this thing is an inward thing. See, God did want, because if you've got the ability to do it, you don't need God. See, I didn't realize that I was trying to do it myself. But the Bible says greater than he that is in you, not he on top of you, on the outside of you. The Bible says greater heat he that is in you than he that is in the world. God wants you to let him on the inside of you so he can help you commit uh, a thought, commit adultery, talk, committing fornication, start drinking wine, and looking all the things. If he can inspire you, he's the greater one. Now he can control your heart. Because he's on the inside of your heart. He's right there nearby your heart. He's where your heart is. He can control your heart. He can take out the evil desires. He can take out the evil lusts. Uh-huh. He can take out the unclean things that are defiling you. Guess what he can do? And give you the anointing. The anointing shields you. The anointing protects you. The anointing guides you. The anointing comforts you. The anointing gives you power over the weaknesses in your life. You hear what I'm saying? The anointing. See, when David went out and David fought, it wasn't David that killed 10,000. I know that's what they sang. I know that was the song they sang, but I'm trying to share with you. It was the anointing that helped David kill 10,000. You hear what I'm saying? It was the anointing. Saul lost his anointing. That's why only Saul killed a thousand. David killed 10,000. Saul lost his anointing because he disobeyed God. He was hard-headed. He was rebellious. And he lost his anointing, but David was anointed. All the days of his life, David said. I said, dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my." So David was anointed. And when David went out, baby, he anointed. They couldn't stick David with that sword. Back then they didn't have guns. They had swords and knives and spears. And David was so anointed that the, that the anointing didn't even let David get stuck. He didn't even let David get scarred. He didn't even get blistered. David went out and killed 10,000 and came back in. Like he won't nothing. He was a man of war. He was a man of valor. He was a man that was anointed. God was on his side. And he went out. God went before him. See, when you anoint the angels of the Lord go before you, the angels of the Lord will fight your battles. Many time when you get there, it's already done been fixed. You get it. Him, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. God already done fixed before you get there because you belong to him. You is his anointing. Why do you think he said, touch not my anointing? Do my prophet no harm. You are special to God. You are anointed. See, yes, listen. You quit judging who's anointed and who ain't anointed. That's God's job. That we spend so much time talking about who's anointed. She ain't real. Well, the Bible says if you say she ain't real, you judge your own self. You ain't real either. She ain't got no anointing. Well, you just judge your own self, saying you ain't got no anointing. That is not our job to sit around and segregate, sit around and dictate. Who's anointed and who's not anointed? God knows who's the anointed. So it's just to say, God knows though, that are is. God knows. See, you might be messing up, putting your mouth on somebody because the way they preach or, or, or the way they talk or the way their ministry do. Tell them, that ain't the Lord because God wouldn't do What you know what God won't do? Just because you didn't do it, just because you didn't have the ability or the audacity to do the ministry the way they did it, you want to judge them because they didn't do it like you. That's what the disciple did because nobody won't fall, everybody won't fall in them. They told the Lord, uh-uh, they saw him over preaching in your name and prophesying in your name. God said, they, they're thinking Jesus is going to agree with them. Jesus will leave them alone. So I got sheep of other folks. Mind your business. I got some people of another foe. Everybody ain't in your foe. Everybody ain't in your church. Everybody don't go to your prayer meeting. Huh? And if I don't go to your church, don't make your church no better than me. So what? Your church say holiness. My church might not say holiness, but it's holy. Your name don't make your church no better than nobody else. Your name is just a name that you put there. I don't know why you put holiness on your church. No way. Everybody knows your church is to be holy. I ain't got to put holiness on my church. Everybody should know I'm holy. If I'm I'm serving the God, if I'm in the Bible, I'm supposed to be holy. I don't put no name on there because you don't see holiness on my church. Now we got the holy church. And the, yeah, yeah, the holy church want to make sure they holy. And then when you go by there, if it don't say holy, then it ain't church. You ain't in the church if you ain't in a holy church. I done met with so much contradiction. I done had so much uh a misunderstanding and so much confusion and so much debate with these folks going around about the name of the church, Seventh Day or Venice, the Church of God a prophecy, uh, the moment of Prophecy, the Mormon or the Latter Day Saint. Oh, yes, yeah, I done had, my God, I done had all this stuff. Talk about they seen Jesus over there, and Jesus came out and taught me people oh, in another land. Baby, the Bible do not lie. Can I share something with you? You better quit letting people lie to you. Talk about Jesus came to this cluster of people. The in the morning they sang, He taught them this, and He taught them that. But let me share something with you. The scripture said that Jesus ascended back to heaven and he's sitting on the right hand of the Father and he ain't coming back no more till he get ready to wrap this church. Now how Jesus went over there and taught all the people when he see, when he went to heaven, he told them you stir on me. You that stir on me, he said. The angel said, Why are you stir on this man? The saying Jesus that you say not go up, you to see him come back one day in like manner and he gonna wrap this church. Now somebody got some false information somewhere where they said Jesus went over here teaching in another land when the scripture said that he went up to glory and sat on the right hand of the Father. Now, which did he do? I'm going to believe the latter. He went up to heaven. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. You hear what I'm saying? And then he called up, we get caught up with the denomination, uh, 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 the first Baptist, the second Baptist, the third Baptist, the original Baptist, the yesterday Baptist, and the tomorrow Baptist. It's ain't nothing wrong with having a name, but you don't need to get so personal that you want to go to court because somebody got, their, got your name. You want to go and cure somebody in court because they got your name, and, and they got your pattern, and you didn't give them permission to get that name. The Bible said, do not kill your brother in the court. We are not to cure our brother. I said our brother. We talking talking brothers brother and sisters in the Lord. We are not to cure. I ain't talking about somebody out there unsaved acting all crazy. He said we are not to cure our brother in the church, brother and sister. The Bible says we should be able to solve that problem ourselves. Because we're going to judge angels one day. Now, we're going to judge angels one day. Aren't we not be able to step down and solve a little bit of problems. You hear what I'm saying? Other words, I ain't going to let no couch and no refrigerator and no bedroom suit make me and you break up. I'm going to let you have that bedroom suit and have that couch and the piano, too, if you want it. And I'm going to be your brother and sister. I'm going to stand before God without any blood on my hand. I ain't going to fall out with you over the material thing. So many material things have broke people up. You hear what I'm saying? I broke up home, with the family, and the person be at funeral when Mama left dead and Daddy left dead, and Mama left me dead and Daddy left me dead, and you break up relationship, and you are gonna be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and five after keep that cow. Keep that bedroom to so keep them kitchen uh, I don't care if they word go gold it? it ain't real gold nowhere it's coated gold I ain't going to let my relationship with you I love you more than I do the material thing I love you more than that cow I love you more than that three-room bedroom suit I love you more than that land I don't care what's a thousand acres of land I love you more than that thousand acres land that mama gave you I ain't gonna get mad at mama I ain't gonna get mad at you if she didn't leave me no land I'm gonna still be, be happy I'm gonna still get up in the morning to is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it. God is giving somebody back your anointing. You lost your anointing. Yeah, you lost. You wonder what's going on. The Bible just humble yourself, acknowledge to the Lord that you done messed up, and God will give you back anointing. Do like Samuel did. He realized he was wrong. He said, "God, give me back my anointing. Give me back my sin." He got to pray. He prayed, "Lord, anoint me again, but not so I can live, but I can avenge my adversary." You hear what I'm saying? So how how about it? Your hair grew back. Your hair gonna grow back too. Your hair gonna grow back too. God wants your hair to grow back because your anointing is in your hair. Uh huh. God got His anointing upon you. But this is a spiritual thing I'm talking about. Your spiritual hair is gonna grow back. You hear me? David failed, but look what God did. David failed. He messed up. He messed up with Uriah's wife. But he he messed up, and then he ended up losing his son. But look what God did. God restored him and gave him a baby. And listen now, God took the baby that he had and then turned around and gave him the wisest son there is in the world, Solomon. God will restore you. He want to restore somebody right now. You don't lost your anointing. You don't sing no more in the choir. You don't usher no more at the other door. You don't don't participate in the church because you messed up, you did something, and somebody know about it, and they don't want to let you run. Baby, get back in church if you got to go to another church. Get back in church. You ain't, your, your church ain't the only church in the world. If they ain't going to see you, if they're going to look down on you, if they're going to keep reminding you of the mistake you made, that affair you had, that baby you had out of wedlock, that man you slept with and you shouldn't have, and you've been a Christian girl, honey, ask God to forgive you, put that man behind you, and let God give you back the anointing. Let him re-anoint you. Let him anoint you all over again. God do not hold grudges. The Bible said He's slow to anger and He quick in mercy. He quick to love you. You picking on your own self. You letting others make you look down on yourself. You letting others remind you, huh? You letting others remind you of the mistake you made. He all done made mistakes. He all done sin. He all done come short the glory of God. Cover that anointed. I encourage you to decide the new radio friends. If you feel God's presence, if God have anointed you, cover that anointing. Resist that devil. Put him behind you. Quit letting him feel your anointing. Uh-huh. And, and the Bible said a long time ago, no more sheep, the sheep kept feeling her anointing. No more sheep. Make up your mind. No more sheep. Quit letting these, these little silly men trip you. Quit letting these little silly men tell you they're going to give you the moon. How they going to give you the moon and the moon ain't in day You are the new bell in that in the first place. How I going to give you the moon when the moon ain't in mine. And by the way, he done gave the moon to everybody else and he still ain't his. And here you is going to fall for that little old line of his, I love you. I love you. Baby, if he loves you, he won't love, love the girl. You hear me? If that boyfriend loves you, he will not love no good. And did he make you lose out with God? Till you feeling so bad sitting home? Can you sing in the choir? Don't even know how to show up at church because you feel bad. You feel dirty. You feel unclean because your anointing is gone. But when you get your anointing back this time, cherish your anointing. Keep your anointing. Tell God to forgive you for having that baby out of wedlock. Tell God to forgive you for having that affair with somebody's husband and somebody wife. Tell God to forgive you for having an affair with that person and y'all won't marry and you know you saved and sanctified. Holy Ghost five and baptized. Tell God to forgive you. Give you another chance. Your hair will grow back. Just like Savage's hair grow back. I come out in Curry. Savage's hair grew back. And yours will grow back too. Is anybody in the house? God wants your hair to grow back. He wants to give you back the anointing. Because he realized that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. There's power in the anointing. Oh, my God. There's power in the anointing. And God wants you to walk in that anointing. You hear me? Sapson was hard-headed. Let's talk about it. He was hard-headed. And if you be hard-headed, my daddy used to say, if you make your bed hard, you're going to have to lay on it. Morello used to say a long time ago, he was a cop. And some of you might know the show. Morello would say, if you don't want to do the time, don't do the crime. That's the same way he did with sin. You don't want to lose your anointing, you don't play around with sin. Because sin will take your anointing. Sin will make you lose out with God. You be walking around here like that tree, and all the birds in it. You be thinking you got something, and you ain't got nothing. The birds don't flew away, and you feel they're shaking. Uh-huh. Because you still speaking in tongue, you think it's okay. You hear me? Because your lips still jumping a little bit, you think it's okay. But it ain't okay because you have defiled yourself. yourself. you You have lived so that God can't live on the inside of you. And if God can't live on the inside you, God can't use you. Uh, you're on dangerous ground. So, so reverence your anointing. Reverence the presence of God. Praise God for his anointing. Cover your anointing. Stay away from unclean, unfiled, um, things. come out from among them. Listen to what the sister said. Come out from among them. You can't be anointed and stay with them. Oh, I should say that again. You can't stay anointed and stay with them. Who is them? Them that you were with before you got saved. Them that you were with out at the club. Them that you were dancing in the in the nightlife. Them that you hung around before you got born again. You can't hang around them no more because you saved. You've been born again. you got to come out from among them. When you, were with, when you were with them, you were not only doing unclean things, you were touching unclean things. And you allowed unclean things to touch you. When you allowed them men to touch you, and you're supposed to be anointed. You that's unclean. Once they put their hands on you in a sexual way, they made you unclean in the eye of God. God said, "Come out from a satan's Bobo shake. Come out from among them and be ye separate there, the Lord. You quit letting the little boy defile you, baby. Your anointing is more impressive. They don't care nothing about your anointing. They don't care nothing about your anointing. They tell a little lie today, maybe like they appreciate you a little Christian girl. But God ain't gonna say nothing. He understands." If you got need, baby, you better keep your need to yourself and keep your anointing. That little boy will lie to you. He lie to you right out of your anointing. Then he'll go and lie to another girl and do another girl and another girl and tell them all the same thing. And now you're all sitting around without an anointing. Now, now, now all that fasting you've been doing, look at all that prayer you've been doing, look at all the revival you've been going through, and now you've lost your anointing because you let that uh, let, 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 let Satan come through somebody to, 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 to try to make you feel good about it by using persuaded words of theirs. And next thing you know, you honor the sheep. Reverence your body. Protect your body. Cover your body. Respect your body. So God can anoint you. He's got great things in store for you. God got guilt that you ain't seen yet. Callings that you ain't walked in yet. God wants to take you to a higher heights and deeper depths. He wants you to forget those things that are behind, the mistakes you've made, and reach forward to the things that are before. Presence or the mark of a pride of a higher calling in Christ. There are higher things in God that God wants you to do. Look how God is there to want to Why? Because she said she didn't go to sheep. She quit, for, she kept. She stopped fulfilling the lust of the flesh and started fulfilling the, 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 the spirit. And look what God has done for her. She's a great leader, a great speaker. She wants to have been over the nations. She's been in the other countries many times. Worldwide famous uh, evangelist. Property well known because she's sold out not to go under sheep but to go under the shelter of the arms of God. How high do you want to go? That choice is yours. How high do you want to go in God? Huh? Because as you sell the anointing, you go to higher, you go higher, you higher. But when you end the day, you're out in the, end the day and out in the mark, in the day and out the mark, in the day, you don't go nowhere. So I come out to tell you, your hair growing back. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on your head. Keep an eye on your spirit your hair is going to grow back. And as it grows back, you will remember the cherish it, to protect it, to teach it, not let the enemy come in with his cunningness. He Bible says he come to seal, kill, and Satan, destroy. That's Satan's all every day. He come to steal, kill, the destroy. But God came that you might have life and have that life more abundantly. I encourage somebody to season, whether you're an apostle or prophet. I pray right now that God will restore your anointing. you apostle, I pray God will restore your anointing because see when you lose the anointing, people don't want to hear you. when you lose the anointing you lose when you lose the anointing, you lose your season uh uh-huh. when you lose when, when, when you lose the anointing, you lose your reputation when you lose the anointing, you lose your character. You lose that drawing power that draws people. That's why the Bible says a little living, living the whole life. The Bible says season. When you lose that season, the Bible says salt that is not seasoned is good for nothing. If you put water on salt and get the season out of it, the salt ain't no more good. When you go out there and do that, then you ain't no good for God at that moment because you done going lost your Savior. Precious Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, because first for all the leaders, all your anointed ones, God, your apostles and prophets and teachers and evangelists and preachers. The five, so four ministers, sir, God, I pray that you will give a fresh anointing, that you will restore their anointing, just like you did saps, Lord. his hair grew back. Let their hair grow back, God. In the name of Jesus, let their hair grow back. Put behind them the former thing, the mistakes that they made, God, and that they might look into the heel with some of their help. Know all their help comes from the Lord. No matter what the mistake. I find up every evil word that has been spoken against your body, from against your spirit. And I command that sickness, that don't want to go nowhere. The doctor don't even understand. The doctor said it is strange. The, 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 the doctor said that this is not familiar. This is not normal. But I come against normality. I come against that normality. I come against that that, don't, that is not normal. I come against that fail that has been spoken, God. In the name of Jesus, I know evil is out the God. And I know that the devil is mighty, but I know that you are almighty. You're more powerful than the devil is. You're more powerful than the witch. You're more powerful in the warlock. You're more powerful in the soothsayer. You're more powerful in the dust sower. You're more powerful in the evil word spoken against your people. I bind up sickness, Lord. They've been there for a long time. I command healing to take place right now. Healing in the bloodstream, healing in the blood sugar, healing in the blood pressure, healing God in the prostate, healing in the colon, healing in the womb, healing in the breast, healing in the, in the, in the blood cell, white and red, healing in the liver, healing in the appendix healing in the, in the close places, all in the jam, healing in the brain, healing in the eyes, healing over all tools, healing over all cancer cells. I bind it up now in the name of Jesus, and I command that they be healed, God, that the doctor will be amazed, that the doctor will be astonished, that they'll heal God. I've been sick for so long, I command healer, you give me the power of authority. You give me the power to decree a thing. And I command that the, that the radio world, whoever they may be, nobody told me that they were sick, but I bind up all sickness and all disease. Psalm 103 and 3, say so you, the God, give it all our initiative and heal all our disease. And according to your word, I command the radio world to be healed. I command everyone, the radio world to be made whole. I don't care what it is, this country or another country, this state or another state, no care what the doctor said, no care how many times, what for the are sitting on their dresses, by your sight they'll heal. Isaiah they 53 and 53, you know, wounded or on their are transgressing, for their iniquity, chastising your peaceful upon us, and by your sight they already healed. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you for making whole. Thank you for loosening the devil from his assignment, oh God. Thank you for letting their air grow back, God. Thank you for giving them back their anointing, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Some of them lost their joy. Thank you for giving their joy.